Hello, this is Kevin Baker, Bakes, Kevin Baker from Bakes Takes, uh, my podcast. This is Monday, April 6, 2020, and I included uh, in pretty extensive show notes this week uh, why I do this and what I do uh, over the course of the week. Uh, Barron's Wall Street Journal, The Economist, I read these cover to cover, and I read these for my sons. That's how I started. They're 23 and 21 now. I've been doing it a couple years, some of their friends. And I want to do it for you so you don't have to. Uh, I spend hours listening to dozens of podcasts and scour social media as well. My focus is what can be practically exploited, usually via an ETF. I work hard to distill the complex to the simple. And I want your time with me to be well spent, full of practical insights and observations in usually 30 minutes or less. I was struck by the Barron's cover, New York City being the epicenter again. Uh, it was during the 87 crash where portfolio insurance wreaked havoc, uh, 9-11, obviously, 08-09, the housing mortgage crash that brought down Bear Stearns and Lehman and wounded so many others. Um, and here we are again. Um, and uh, to that point, I think you know, Andrew Cuomo is, is moving markets as much as anybody these days, probably the most of anybody. And I, this is grim, but if, if New York City COVID death tolls start to come down, that is probably going to be viewed as a, uh, a sign of stabilization and a positive. And it's horrible, but that's the world we live in right now. Uh, I highlighted uh, some tweets from Tavi Costa. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I believe he's from Brazil uh, on oil. And we're at multi-year extremes in oil. And I don't see any ETFs right now to exploit this yet. But I'm looking very hard. Energy credit spreads have only been here two other times. And they were bullish for, for oil. Uh, annual performance. I mean, coming out of the gate, it, it's just falling through the floorboards versus uh, every year you can imagine. You go from uh, crude at 148 down to 20, and it does what you, you expect it to do. Uh, people hate the asset class. They hate the stocks. And um, it isn't uh, the low yet, but I'm looking around for, for, for ways to make money in this if and when it picks up. Um, and I... Being grim again, perhaps, but I went back to, you know, my old charts, and uh, I think historical perspective is helpful. Uh, after the 1920 high at around 380, 390, the Dow uh, plummeted to 42, and we didn't have the S&P back then, obviously. Uh, but stocks plummeted 89% over three years. And uh, to put that in current terms, we peaked two months ago, ending the oldest bull market ever, 11 years. And I know that bull markets climb stairs and bear markets jump out of windows, but that lacks, lacks proportionality. It seems reasonable to take your time to get to your steady state stock bond allocation over the next two to three years. It doesn't have to happen next Thursday. And I would use maybe your birthdays as times to to uh, add to equities, which I suspect have come down by the market. And uh, uh, the more nauseous you feel making the investment, the better you're probably going to do. And that's just been my experience. 
and I showed it the another historical chart that that puts this into perspective. And I wanted to bring up a point. Uh, anytime you see a stock chart, I want you to look at the time frames that are being covered, because the more history is covered by a, that is covered by a chart, the more meaningful the support and resistance levels indicated are. Uh, so please watch the time frames. Much of the media uses really short-term perspectives, and I frankly don't think that they mean that much. You're investing for, for your long-term, and I think that should be uh, uh, the focus. Today, now I'm going to be short-term, and <laughs> I forgive me, but today saw a big rally, but the volume is not impressive in my view, and I think there's many investors at 280 on, on the SPY, the ETF that reflects the S&P 500, and they're likely going to be putting in sell orders, so I would not get excited about this. Um, uh, BNO is an ETF that covers the uh, Brent oil fund. And if I'm, you know, if you don't know what an ETF is or I'm talking jargon, then please call me on it and, and tweet me at bakestakes underscore and I'll clarify anything that you need me to. A lot is in the show notes, which I think is self explanatory, but I, I want to be helpful. But I also want to be concise. So I want to. Um, uh, cut to the chase. At the every mo- at the end of every month, I review every ETF chart, and here's what I see currently. Full disclosure: I have no positions now on any of these things that I'm talking about, but I will tell you when I do. I will never talk my book, and um, uh, you know, ha- without an a- absolute full disclosure and honesty. Look at the blue up volume on on the BNO, the Brent Oil. Um, uh, chart uh, the ETF that represents uh, Brent Oil, and admittedly, this was on a news-driven day. Uh, President Trump announcing a brokered production cut with the Saudis and the Russians. It will take more time to base, but I really think it's worth monitoring. Again, it's early; I don't own it, but I'm um, uh, looking to to do that at some point down the road. Gold and silver are recovering on big volume. I'm referring now to CEF, the Sprott Physical Gold and Silver Trust. Uh, the sell everything for liquidity that occurred uh, February through March appears now where just every asset class was going out the door in order to raise cash, bonds included. Uh, and you as an individual, you don't have to do much. Uh, please ignore terms like outperform. The institutions... Uh, get paid to lose less in bear markets, but it's not very satisfying to be uh, down 18 in a, in a down 21% swoon. So I think the return of your money is as important as the return on your money. Um, HDG is is a head is a ETF that shorts U.S. stocks. I don't know which one specifically. I have not gone through the portfolio line by line, but it looks uh, promising to me. High yield looks awful. HYLD is the ETF I'm referring to, otherwise known as junk bonds back in the Mike Milken days. Uh, but new lows seem likely here, and that would just make sense because you're going to see downgrades of uh, of high yield. Liquidity is awful. And um, I, I just can't see how that ends well, even though they're down a lot, to be fair. Mortgage REITs are the same as junk. MYY is the uh, ProShares short mid-cap 400. Uh, you know, obviously lower than the, the S&P 500 mega caps, the Apples and, and Microsofts of the world and what have you. But again, the up volume swells, the down volume recedes 
which looks bullish, which means it's bearish for the index. And uh, how I explain bull and bear from my, my dad, who I love dearly. Uh, bull has horns, and horns point up, and uh, a bear paw will bear down on prices. And uh, that's how I explain bull and bear. So a little added bonus for you. Again, PHYS is physical gold, which looks like it wants to hit new highs. So uh, that is logical given what's going on in the world. It's early, but PXI, the uh, uh, Energy Technical Leaders Fund, is trying to form a base. It's down a lot. Uh, and again, I have not pulled the trigger on this, but uh, I think oil is down so much that it's intriguing. There's going to be a lot of bad news, but I'm always looking to see how prices react to bad news um, as we go forward. SEF is the um, uh, fund that shorts financial stocks. It's not a buy yet, but it is interesting to me. And um, SH is, is shorting, shorts the S&P 500. Uh, not yet, but again, I think going down only two months after going up 11 years is an unlikely way for this to, to end. Uh, please send email and or subscribe to review my Bakes Takes podcast and my YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Bakes Takes underscore and other social media. Hope I can be helpful. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you. See you soon. Thanks.